We are finishing up our sermon series, The Good Life, this morning. And over the past few weeks, we've been looking at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7. And multiple times during this teaching, Jesus he dropped some knowledge that forever altered religious thinking and teaching. In the first week, we looked at how Jesus raised the standard of righteousness well beyond just keeping the law. He raised it to this extreme level. He, he repeatedly kept saying, you have heard it said, but I say. You know, you have heard it said, do not commit adultery. But I say, do not even lust or you've committed adultery. And, and on and on and on. He would give these examples. And Jesus showed us that we can't get to heaven through our righteousness, that uh our righteous actions are not what save us. It's only Him that can save us. It's only through God that we can have the righteousness that gets us to heaven. Uh, the second week, we looked at the Lord's Prayer. And we talked about the importance of communicating with our Father, praising Him, praying for His will to be done, starting in our lives, asking Him to forgive us and to help us forgive others, and, and asking Him to help keep us away from temptation and deliver us from evil. Last week we looked at what we treasure in our hearts and how followers of Jesus should treasure Jesus. We need to honor God with how we use our money and we need to remember that we're stewards, we're not owners. It's all God's anyway, so we need to use it to God's glory and to bless others. And whenever we do that, whenever we use what we have for God's glory and to bless others. That's how we store up treasure in heaven. Today, we conclude this series by looking at Jesus' words in Matthew 7, verse 12. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This is more commonly known as the golden rule. Now, Chances are that you have heard of the golden rule, but have you ever heard the silver rule? You know, hundreds of years before Jesus, the, the silver rule was taught. And I'm going to read some examples of the silver rule. I want you to listen. I want you to see if you can tell the difference between the silver rule and the golden rule. Confucius, uh, he supposedly said, do not do to others what you would not wish done to yourself. And later, uh, the book of Tobit, chapter 4, verse 15, said, What you hate, do not do to anyone. And later still, a man, he dared the great Rabbi Hillel to explain the Torah while he stood on one foot. So, can't take too long. And Hillel replied, What is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. Now, if I were to Google the golden rule, you would find this claim on Wikipedia and other things that almost every religion and every belief system have some version of the golden rule. But as you start to look at all those different religions' versions of the golden rule, what you start to realize is that Jesus' rule kind of sets itself apart from all the others. Jesus' golden rule is superior to all those other rules that I read to you, even though they sound similar. And that's why I'm calling his the golden rule and all the rest the silver rule. 
All the others, the, the silver rules, they can basically be summarized like this. Don't do to others what you wouldn't want done to you. And the golden rule taught by Jesus can be summarized like this. Do to others what you would want done to you. Do you hear the difference? Like it's, it's just a couple words. It's just changing it from a negative to a positive. But that subtle change, it makes a huge difference between silver and gold. These are not the same command, just worded differently. Let me explain why. I can sit at home tonight and I can just watch TV and I can be following the silver rule. It says, don't do the others what you wouldn't want done to you. Well, then I'm nailing that. I'm not doing anything to anyone. At the same time, though, just sitting, watching TV would not satisfy the demands of the golden rule. If I'm sitting watching TV, I'm not doing anything for anyone else. That's the difference between the silver and the golden rule. The silver rule is just about not doing any harm to anyone. Now, I can follow the silver rule by laying on the couch and taking a nap. But the golden rule requires action. The golden rule is about going out of your way to do good. It's about sacrificial service. You see, when we practice the golden rule, we are putting forth our best efforts to look like Jesus. Jesus did not live by the silver rule. With the silver rule, people can do nothing. They can follow it. Again, I can just lie on the couch and do nothing. I can say, you know, I'm, I'm nailing this. Don't do to others what you wouldn't want done to you. But the thing is, if I'm lying on the couch, I'm ignoring the world around me, and, and while I'm not making it a worse place, by doing wrong to others, I'm also not making it a better place because I'm ignoring the needs of the world around me. And Jesus didn't do that. Like Jesus wasn't in heaven going, well, you know, it's their own fault. These humans got themselves into this mess. I didn't do this. None of it's my fault. Heaven feels pretty awesome. Best of luck to him. I'm going to stay here. You know, Jesus didn't just stay in heaven. If he did, we would still be dead in our sins and the church wouldn't exist and we would have no hope for eternity. But Jesus saw our need and instead of minding his own business, he left heaven. He humbled himself. He became a man. He gave his life for us and he was nailed to the cross so that through his sacrifice we can be forgiven. See, the silver rule just lets you mind your own business. And that's kind of like a, a popular creed to live by these days, right? Hey, just mind your own business. Do what you're supposed to. Let, let them worry about them. They, you know, it, it, the silver rule just lets you say, hey, man, I didn't do that. I, I'm good. I didn't do anything to anybody. But that's not what Jesus did, right? He didn't just mind his own business. Jesus went out of his way to help us when we could not help ourselves. And that's what the golden rule does. It goes out of its way to help others. When we follow the golden rule, we don't live by this idea of just mind your own business. The golden rule is proactive. When we see needs, we go help. 
That's what Jesus did for us when he left heaven and came to earth. And that's what Jesus taught us to do for others. Not to follow the silver rule, but to follow the golden rule. One of the best examples of Jesus teaching the golden rule is actually the parable of the good Samaritan. In Luke 10, starting with verse 30, Jesus says, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. And they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. And so too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side. So what we have here is a man in need. He has been robbed, stripped, beaten, left for dead. But the religious authorities of the day, these are supposed to be godly men, a priest and a Levite. Now, we all know what a priest is. A, a Levite is somebody from the Hebrew tribe, a Levi. They provided assistance to the priest for worship at the temple. So if you were at temple worship back then, uh, you would see priests and Levites during uh, your worship time, leading the worship of God. So anyway, this priest and this Levite in Jesus' story, they see this man wounded and bleeding, lying on the side of the road, and they go, not my problem, I didn't do that. And they just pass by on the other side of the road. They don't even have to get near him, and you know they avoid a potentially uncomfortable situation. These guys, they help lead people in the worship of God, but they don't have the heart of God. Thankfully, for the wounded man, someone else comes along who does. Verse 33, But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he put the man on his donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? And the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. And just like Jesus told him, go and do likewise, that is the message for us. Go and do likewise. You see, the actions of the Samaritan, they model the golden rule for us. He put himself in the place of the man left for dead on the side of the road, and the Samaritan did for that man everything that he would have wanted done for himself were he in that position. He gave of his time. You know, he was traveling. He has a destination, and this is obviously not convenient. This is an inconvenience, you know. This is not part of his original plan, but he adjusts his plans. He makes time to help, right? He adjusts his plans to show love. A lot of times following the golden rule is not going to be convenient for us, right? But we adjust our plans to show love. This guy didn't deem himself too busy to help like the Levite and the priest did. I heard a warning a long time ago from an old preacher of mine. His name was Emmett Murphy. I had him growing up as a preacher, and he said, if you're not careful, busyness is the killer of kindness. I'm all about being productive. I like being busy, being productive. But we always want to have our priorities in order. And we should never be so busy 
that we can't stop to be kind. We should never be so busy that we can't stop to help those in need. We need to follow the example of the Good Samaritan and not the priest and the Levite. And we need to be willing to stop and help when we see a need. I was talking to Chris Keene about this before. He mentioned, you know, he was on his way to FedEx, uh, doing his job a while back, driving on Route 11. He saw someone pulled over on the side of the road. They needed help changing a flat tire, so he helped them. You know, years ago, we were living in Gloucester. Uh, Sarah had the same issue. She was driving alone. She got a flat tire, uh, was pulled over, needed help, and somebody thankfully passed by that wasn't too busy to help. And they followed the golden rule. They stopped, helped her out. The Samaritan, he also gave of his energy, his effort. I mean, you think about it. This is like an uncomfortable situation to walk up to somebody lying bloody and uh, you know, half naked and like looks like they might be dead on the side of the road, and and you just, hey, let me let me start cleaning you up, let me start washing you off, let me start cleaning your wounds. But that's what he does. He starts washing this guy's wounds and cleaning him up and putting bandages on him. And then he had to pick this guy up, hoist him onto his donkey, and then take him over to an inn so he has some place. To rest. He doesn't know where this dude lives or whatever, and he's too far away from his place. So here, I'm going to get him to the closest place where he can rest. Not really hospitals back in the day. So he's like, here, go rest in this inn. And the Samaritan gave of his possessions too. It says he was pouring his oil and his wine on the man to help clean him up. And then he pays two denarii. That's two days' wages at the end to make sure that this guy gets the care that he needs. So I've got to be real with you. You know, following the golden rule, it can cost you time and energy and money just like it did the Samaritan. The golden rule involves sacrifice. Sacrificing your time, your energy, your money, it can be costly but it's worth it. It's worth it. Now, I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch or, or too harsh to say that people as a default are generally motivated by a selfish attitude that says, what's in it for me? Like, what do I gain by doing whatever it is that you want me to do? Whatever. And so, so often people, when they help out, they help out because they want to look good in front of others, maybe. You know, helping out is primarily about making them uh, have a positive reputation, maybe uh, at work or in the community or even in church if they're not doing it for the right reasons. Uh, Or people help out maybe a family member or a friend. And they think, well, you know what? It's because I know these people and I know that, one, this will strengthen our relationship. And number two... Later on, they'll owe me, and if I need a favor, they can repay the favor because I just did this for them. But those are selfish motivations. And the golden rule is not selfish. The golden rule is selfless. We don't take ourself into the equation whenever we follow the golden rule. We're not looking to see how we might benefit from it. 
Again, think about the Good Samaritan. He doesn't help this injured man because he thinks, you know what, this is going to help me look good. Or because he thinks this guy will probably become friends and he can repay the favor later, I guess. You know, No, no. He just does it because it's the right thing to do. And so what is our motivation in following the golden rule? Why do we do it? The answer for that actually, uh, it comes at the beginning of the verse that I, that I read at the beginning. It's one small word. Sometimes it's even left out when we quote this verse, but it's a significant word, and that word is so. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This word so is significant because so means that this verse is somehow connected to what was said before it, right? So Jesus was speaking before this, and then he says so, and what he's implying is, so now that you understand what I just said, let me tell you about the golden rule. So then we need to think to ourselves, okay, well, well then what was Jesus talking about? What is this so all about? What is this connecting to, right? Well, in verses 9 through 11, Jesus is talking about how, uh, as parents, we give our kids good gifts, even though we're evil, and he's like, the father... You know, if we do that, imagine how good the Father is in giving the good gifts to us. And, and then he says the golden rule for us to follow. You see, that, that is an illustration of the Father's love. And, and this is where we find our motivation to do to others what we would want done to us. The golden rule is tied to the love of the Father. Now, this makes sense because when you think about it, the golden rule is all about loving people, right? Um, do to others what you would want done to you, that starts with love. And then you're, you're acting out love in all these different ways, in, in what you say and in what you do and in giving of your time and your energy and your money and everything else. These are all ways to love, right? And we love because... Of the love of God. First John 4.19 says we love because he first loved us. God's love is the reason that we can follow the golden rule. God's love transforms us. Titus 3, 3 through 5 talks about this. It says at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures, and we lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing and rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. So the love of God transforms us, changes us from what we were, Foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions, hating and being hated. Um, but then the kindness and love of God appears and saves us and transforms us through rebirth, through renewal. Right? The love of God transforms us. It moves us away from sin and into loving those around us. And when we understand the love of God, we understand why we follow the golden rule. Our motivation to follow the golden rule is not what do I get in return. We don't love 
so that we get loved back. We don't love so that we get rewarded. We love because we are loved by God. That's our motivation. We have been loved by God, and so we're going to love others. We are loved people, so we love people. Right? That's our motivation. Now, how important is the golden rule? Like, when it comes to living our faith, there's lots of different things. You get told, like, hey, this is good to do, this is good to do, this is good to do. The golden rule is just a pretty important thing. Well, Jesus certainly seemed to think so. Notice what he says at the end of this verse. He says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. This is the law and the prophets. Like this one command summarizes them. Jesus is telling us how we can follow the teachings of the law and all the teachings of the Old Testament prophets. And he says, just follow this one command. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. And Paul, he echoes the same thing. Galatians 5.14, he says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law. Now, the Old Testament law, it's pretty big. Prophets, pretty big. There is lots and lots of laws, lots and lots of teachings from the prophets. How can one command cover all of that? Because when we live by the golden rule, then we have gone beyond just living by the letter of the law, where we can try to find loopholes to get out of doing things and stuff, and we've moved into understanding the heart of God's law and what pleases Him. You see, the heart of God Did that just go out for a second? Yeah, okay. (laughs) The heart of God is proactive in showing love and serving others. And it's selfless instead of selfish. And it's what God calls us to be like. God calls us to be like Him, to have His heart. And that's what the golden rule is all about. Showing the love of God to others. Right? The golden rule, it's, it's not just a pithy teaching that we would tweet or a nice thing to teach kindergartners. It's a calling to live by. We've been called to live differently than the rest of the world. Again, the rest of this world, you know, they have this what's in it for me mentality that we fall into sometimes before we remember, wait, wait, it's not about me. It's about living for God. And so I need to love others because I am loved by him. And so I need to be shining his light. And so we have a whole different motivation. And it changes our life, our steps. You know, our journey is way different than the world's journey whenever we're living by the golden rule. So what I want you to do, I want to challenge you to think of how you can practice the golden rule this week. This might mean that when you are at work and people are talking about somebody behind their back, you you don't just sit there and say nothing. You certainly don't join in, but you know if you just sat there and said nothing, hey, you might be following the silver rule because you're not doing it, you know. But you're not following the golden rule. And so instead, you can speak up and be like, hey man, let's 
let's not talk about Jeff like that when he's not here. Or, you know, say, hey, you know, Jeff isn't all bad, though. Let, let me tell you about this time he really helped me out. You know, uh, following the golden rule, it means that in your business, you're not going to take advantage of people who don't have all the facts about something like you do. You aren't going to try to pull one over on them or be like, yeah, they should have done more research, whatever, you know, even though it's legal because you know it's not right. It's not how you would want to be treated. It means that instead of being bitter whenever you think about people that haven't called you or visited you, you take the initiative to call and to visit. Following the golden rule means that you show patience because you would want patience to be shown to you. It means that you choose to focus on the good in people instead of finding faults with them because you would want people to focus on the good in you instead of focusing on your faults. It means that you compliment instead of criticize because you'd want to be complimented. You show compassion because you'd want to be shown compassion. You show forgiveness because you would want forgiveness to be shown to you. The great British preacher Charles Spurgeon, he once said, the golden rule is more admired than practiced by ordinary men. Oh, that all men acted ordinary, and then there would be no slavery and no war and no swearing, no striking, no lying, no robbing, but all would be justice and love. What a kingdom is this that has such a law? There is no earthly kingdom that has this law. It's too high a standard to go out of your way to help like that. But we are all part of the kingdom of God. And so we follow the law of that kingdom, the law of our king. And so we follow the golden rule. And when a Christian follows the golden rule, it can change the world. John Newton, you might recognize that name. I'll tell you why in a second, but he was an Englishman in the 1700s, very successful businessman. His business was the slave trade. He made very good money doing it. And then there was a storm at sea. He almost lost his life. And then there was an illness. And, and Newton, through these events, he came to start to rethink his life and the choices of his life and how he made his money. And he actually became a priest and an advocate against slavery. And he wrote a book called Thoughts on the African Slave Trade. And at the very beginning of the book, he put the golden rule. And he condemned the slave trade because of it. And he also wrote a song that you know. It's perhaps the most famous hymn of all time. Amazing Grace. And Amazing Grace begins... Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Now, I think the only time I use wretch these days is when I'm singing Amazing Grace. But back then, wretch, uh, that was uh, a name for slaves. Not from the, for those that benefited from slavery. But Newton began to, to see that the greater wretch was not the slave, but the enslaver. The one who was not treating others as they themselves would want to be treated. 
And that's a heartwarming story to help you appreciate amazing grace later. But the thing is, there's still slavery in the world today. And there are still lots of starving children in the world today waiting to be sponsored. And there's still child trafficking that needs to be fought. And there are still lots of villages that need clean water to drink. And there are still lots of souls around the world that need to hear the gospel. And we may not be able to solve all these issues on our own, but we can stop turning a blind eye to them and just following the silver rule. And we can follow the golden rule and join the fight. Help support the organizations that are already doing things there. Don't just lay on your couch and avoid doing evil. Do good. Be proactive. Be a light in the darkness for Christ. Make a difference. And again, I'm challenging you. Think how you can make a difference in your neighborhood or at your job or at your school or in your city or in this world. Follow the golden rule and be a blessing and change the world for the better. We're going to sing our our closing song, our song of invitation right now. And and brothers and sisters, again, I, I challenge you. Think of something that you can do that you're not already doing to practice the golden rule this week. If you are here and you have not yet made the decision to follow Jesus Christ, I invite you to come and talk with me. I'd love to talk with you more about the one whose love changes us and who changes our eternity. And if you're here and you're already following him, I want to challenge you to not just say, hey, you know what, I'm not going to do evil, but to go the next step and say, I'm going to be a light. I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to follow the golden rule and shine for Jesus and be a blessing in this world. Let's stand and sing together Amazing Grace.